and we just want to thank you for coming. But I want to introduce Brother Gary and his wife Wanda, the Stewarts. If y'all would just, if you would just stand real quick and wave everybody, and uh, just want to give them a warm welcome as he comes and gives the word today. All right, brother. It's all yours. I'd love to come here. One of my favorite things to do is come to Gateway Church. Always go through worship and feel like I've been in revival service. I mean, y'all, your worship and the Word and everything's done this morning. I mean, you've already gotten my message. It's, it's, what I, it's really what I was going to share with you about and, and talk with you about. Uh, I've, I've got a little something I want to share with you because I love this. I love you so much. You're, you're so dear to my heart. And uh, I've got an issue that I'm dealing with that I want you to pray with me about. My doctor has says she's 95% sure that I have Parkinson's. Now, before you say, oh me, draw your sword. I want you to be a prayer warrior with me. We're, we're going to fight this thing. I am here to stand before God. If God, you need to display to the world what a Christian looks like that walks through Parkinson's, I'll be that for you. At the same time, I say, God, I don't want to do that for you. I'll just be honest. I'm expecting to be healed. I'm looking for it. That's why I was up here this morning praying when we were, when we were doing this. I stand in God's presence. He's going to lead us. So if you see me shaking up here a little bit, it's not because I'm afraid of you. It's because of this stuff that running around in my brain is, is not working like it's supposed to be. So how many of you join me in prayer to overcome this? Draw your sword for me. Thank you so much. Father, we thank you for healing that comes from above. We thank you for what you do in our lives. And no matter what we go through, you will walk it with us. We will never leave us. You'll never forsake us. And in every trouble that comes our way, you will teach us something valuable about yourself. We will learn of you. We will grow in grace and knowledge of you. And we'll be stronger because we went through the difficulty with you. So, Lord, I know I'm going to come through this a better man and a stronger man and be a, be a, have a more mighty voice and a stronger voice and a clearer word from, from the Lord God Almighty. You're constantly growing your children. We're in the process of being completed in Christ. So do your work through us today and speak to us as only you can. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God's good. All the time. And God is good. I just want to share with you again how valuable and important you are to God. God has created you for now. What's going on in the world. What's happening in the world. We're looking at an election that can has major ramifications uh, in it in many ways according to who gets elected and but let me tell you this the democrats and the republicans are not the answer to the problem of the world the church is the answer to the problem to the world the church has to rise up and become who god has created to become we are the light in the darkness republicans and democrats are not the light in the darkness we are the children of god are light in a dark place and you're valuable and you're important god created you for this time god created you for what's going on there's a, there's a lot of emphasis toward, that's going to lead toward more and more persecution of Christianity, or, or it could go that way. But at the same time, the darker it gets, the, lighter our shi the, the brighter our light shines before Almighty God. 
So be prepared for God to use you in a powerful way. God has brought you here for such a time as this. Amen? And then I want to tell you, the Father loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. I want to speak to you this morning. I want to read a verse of Scripture first of all. Then I'll, then I'll tell you what I'm going to speak to you about. In Romans chapter 8, verses 14 and 15, the word says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Father loves you. And the Father, the day you said yes to Jesus Christ, He put His Spirit inside you, crying out from deep down within, Abba, Father, to know God as your Father. And what I want to share with you today is how the Father sees you as His sons and daughters. I want, you, I want you to really grasp how the Father sees you as His son and daughter. And I do that with a message entitled, It is Finished. There's two times Jesus talks about something being finished. One is in John 17, the other is in John 19. In John 17, 4, Jesus said, I have glorified you on the earth, I have finished the work which you have given me to do. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. Now I want you to think about that. This is before the cross, before the death, burial, and resurrection. How could he have finished the work if he hadn't gone the way of the cross and the death, burial, and the resurrection? What he had finished, he had, finished, he had made the Father known. He had demonstrated sonship, how a father-son relationship is supposed to work. He had preached the gospel of the kingdom and he had made disciples. He had finished the work God had given him to do and now he's ready to go to the cross and amplify everything and make sure it all will work properly. Then in John 19, 20, when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. It is finished. I have completed everything that is to be completed so that we can become all that God created us to become. Now, in Matthew chapter 27, and Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and the earth quaked and the rocks were split. The graves were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. When Jesus said, it is finished, the veil of the temple was torn from top to bottom. So the way into the Holy of Holies was made available for everybody to come to it any time they want to go in there. Amen. It was so powerful what he had done that rocks, that the earth quaked and rocks were, were split open. And, and people got up out of graves and went into cities and proclaimed the gospel of Jesus Christ. Listen, when Jesus said it is finished, he has finished what everything needs to be done for you and I to become everything he created us to become. Therefore, we can go to Psalm 91, which says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Now the secret place was that holy of holies. 
where only the high priest was able to go in once per year. Only one person once per year was able to go into the Holy of Holies, a very secret place. Inside there was the Ark of the Covenant and the mercy seat and the cherubims with their wings spread out over it. And only the high priest could go in once per year. It was a very, very, very secret place. But when Jesus says it is finished, the veil of the temple was torn open and the way into the Holy of Holies is open for everyone to be able to be into the presence of God. And I love the song you sang this morning about being in His presence. Coming into the This is available to every child of God. We can be in the presence of God all the time. We are in the presence of God all the time. We need to acknowledge that and start living like we're living in the presence of God all the time in our lives. So when it says it is finished, it's talking about the way the Holy of Holies is open. And God sees us through the blood of Christ becoming what God created us to be. Let me move forward in my message just a little bit to Psalm 139. Psalm 139 verse 6, 16 says, Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. That means when I was in my mother's womb. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book they all were written, The days fashioned for me, when as yet there was none of them. So long before you were created in your mother's womb, God wrote in his book the plan he had for you the completed person that you are to be, that what he saw you becoming. And that's what Jesus said, saw when he looked at people. That's why the Bible said he looked with compassion on people. When he saw the multitude, he had compassion. The compassion, he said, he saw what they could become. He saw what God had created them to become, to, to really reach to the full position of becoming what they could become. And Christ has come and gave his life and died on the cross for us and took all of our sins and all of our sufferings for us so that we could become what God created us to become. We couldn't keep the law. We weren't capable of it. So Jesus took the law and nailed it to the cross and took the way of, of, of condemnation of the cross and, and the law out of the way so that we can righteously walk before God because of what Christ has done for us. It is finished, folks. We can become what God created us to become. That's why we need to start seeing people as a finished product. That's what God did with us and what God does with us. As a matter of fact, remember the example of the Apostle Peter? Uh, in, in Luke chapter 22, it says that it's talking about you're going to deny me three times before the cock crows. You'll deny me three times. Remember that story quite well? And, and, and he did that. But in that Luke 22 passage, uh, verses 31 through 34, I'm paraphrasing, but it says something along this line. Now, when you're converted from this situation, go strengthen your brethren. Now, here's Peter, and Jesus knows that in the next few hours, this man is going to deny him flat out three times, just flat out deny him every way imaginable. And yet he doesn't see him as a denier. He sees him as the finished product what he knows the gospel of Christ can do in his life. That's the way God sees you. God doesn't look at your failures. So often we look at our failures and, the, and our enemy points our failures out to us. We see ourselves as having fallen in some way and made some terrible mistake in life. God doesn't see that. He knows about that. Christ died and overcame that. It is finished. You can now go walk out what God created you to become. What he wrote in his book before you were born, you can become. This, this, this is what our God has done. 
the church was looking at a man named Saul of Tarsus as, as a terrible persecutor of the church. God saw him as the Apostle Paul. Do you see the difference here? God always looks at you through the blood of Christ and the finished work of Christ and what He created you to become, and He wants you to move toward what He created you to become. Uh, David was a shepherd boy, just tending sheep. But God saw the king of Israel and the mighty warrior that he was. Moses spent 40 years in the desert on the backside of the desert tending his father-in-law's sheep. But God saw him as the deliverer for Israel. Joseph, about 13 years, he was a slave and in prison. But then God raised him up to be prince of Egypt to deliver the people of Israel again. You are what God has created. You are the finished work of God. Now, Colossians talks about a mystery, and let me read it to you. Colossians 1, 26-29. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations and has now been revealed to His saints, to them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. To this end, I also labor, striving according to His working, which works in me mightily. You are already made perfect in Christ. You're already brought to the place. When God looks at every one of us in this building, God sees us as the finished product of what He created us to do. God created you to, to know Him, to enjoy Him, to partner with Him, to do something special on earth. And I don't know what that special thing is for you, but God will show it to you if you'll... If you'll walk into His presence and ask Him what He wants you to know, God will reveal to you because He wrote it in His book before you were born. So start here. See this, that you are perfect in Christ. Not, not, not that you'd never make... We're, we're in the process of, of growing, and Pastor talked about it just a few moments ago. It, it, it's the journey. It's the journey to discover who you really are. I've been on this journey for 72 years now, and I'm discovering every day more and more of who I really am in Christ Jesus the Lord. So enjoy the journey. In John 9, remember the, the man who was born blind and his, and his disciples asked him who sinned, his parents, or this man that he was born blind? They think the reason somebody's something wrong with somebody's life is they did some terrible sin or their parents did or something. And Jesus said neither his parents nor himself but that the work of God should be revealed in Him. The work of God should be revealed in us. God is doing a work that He wants to reveal through us to the world so that we can be the bright light that He intends for us to be. Christ has finished everything so we can become what God created us to be. I stand amazed at what Christ has done for us. And, he, and we are just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world. Let me just back up and say that when God created the heavens and the earth and spoke it all into existence, He did it for one reason only, so that He could spend time in relationship with you and me. He was creating all that for us. We are the highest creation of God that there is. Of all the creations, man, man was made in the image of God. Animals were made from the ground and Fish were made from the sea, but we were made in the image of God so that we could be like Him. 
and become what he created us to become. So before, before the world was even in existence, I believe God wrote in his book about each one of us before he even finished and created the first Adam and Eve. When he created Adam and Eve and, and, and they were there in that garden or, or before they were there when he was creating Adam and making him out of the dust of the ground. So he made him out of the dust of the ground, out of the earth so that qualified him to be an agent on, of planet earth that qualified him to operate on earth. But then he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life from the spirit of God. He became a living being. The spirit, of, the spirit that breathed into him was life. That qualified him to connect with heaven. So man is the agent between heaven and earth. And, and, and we're all created to do that. God has created all of us to do that. So God is doing an amazing work in our lives if we would just allow him to, to, to complete what he is doing. So 2 Corinthians 13 says, Finally, my brethren, become complete. Be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and the, life, the love of God be with you all. Become complete. The King James Version says be perfect. Other versions say be perfected. So becoming complete is a process. We're walking through this thing. We're, we're, we're walking it out. And there's only one way to become complete, and that's through Christ and what He has done for us. You are complete in Him, Colossians 2 says. So Romans 8, 28 and 29 says, We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. For whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son. God is committed to forming Christ in all of us. Because we're only complete in Christ. Now, our mission in life is not what we do. Our mission in life is who we become. We become like Christ. And the more we become like Christ, that's why, that's why discipleship is so important. To learn how to walk like Christ walked. To learn how to be a son of a father, a daughter of the father. To learn to walk with the king and to move with him. To become complete for God to work this process out. That's why God wants to raise up fathers and mothers in the house of God. Those older ones to, to share with the younger ones how important it is to, to walk out and become mighty in, in your walk with God. God designed us and we were created to be what we were before we were born. Let me read that in Psalm 139 again. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed and in your book they all were written the days fashioned for me when yet there was none of them. None of us in this room are, a, are an accident. We're all creations of God. Every one of us. Some, some, some kids grew up, their parents tell them, well, we didn't intend to have you, you're just an accident. You know, there are no accidents. God creates the, and gave you the mother and father that he gave you so you could become what he wanted you to become. And he wrote out what you were to become. Jeremiah 29, I know the thoughts that I talk toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. That you then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me when you seek for me with all your heart. If you want God, you can find him. He's easy to be found. 
I used to play a game of hide and seek with my kids when they were small, and with my grandkids now. Now I'm now I'm starting now I'll play them with my great grandkids. But the way I played hide and seek with them is is I would hide with something behind something like a a skinny lamp or something. And they'd come in the room and they'd just point me right out and said, There you are, Papa, or there you are, Daddy. And I said, Well, you must be the smartest person in the world. How in the world did you ever find me? I just I thought I hid so good from you. Well, that's about the way God hides from us. He 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 makes it real easy for us to find him. If we really want to find God, we can find him. if you want to get into the presence of God, he who dwells, who lives in the secret place of the most high, shall abide under this covering of the Almighty. I encourage you to really get to get familiar with Psalm 91 because God has unfolded so many promises with you. And one of those promises down in the last part of it says, I will be with you in the time of trouble. So whatever you're going through, whether it's the shakiness or whatever, I will be with you when you go through trouble. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. No matter what's going on in your life, I'll be there and I'll aid you and I'll help you. No matter how bad the failures have been, I am there to aid you. I'm there to walk you through them, to bring you forth. And to show you the victory, I'm here to complete what I started in Christ. And Christ has finished the work. It is finished. And once it's finished, you can, you can lay claim to it. What an amazing God. Thank you. Build yourself up. See yourself as capable. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now I believe in positive confessions which is far more than a positive mental attitude. It's starting to say what God says. You are what you believe you are. You are what you believe about yourself. Do you believe God? Do you believe you're a son or a daughter of God? That you're light, that you're salt, that you're king, that you're a priest? Do you believe you're a world changer? God says you're my people. You're my beloved. You're my bride. You're my holy people. You're my redeemed. You're my sought out. You are not forsaken. Do we believe what God says about us? Then let us begin to speak forth what God says. And we can begin to say, I am complete in Christ Jesus. Say that with me. I am complete in Christ Jesus. Let's do it again. I am complete in Christ Jesus. Another statement. I can become what Christ wants me to be. I can become what Christ wants me to be. So let's, let's move into the fullness of what he finished for us with positive affirmations. Speaking truth has a powerful effect on our actions. Agree with the Word of God. See it, believe it, feel it, and do it. Proverbs 18, 20, and 21 says, A man's stomach shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruit. So if you begin to speak forth the the truth that God says about you, and I can become what God created me to become, and Jesus finished the work, finished it for me, if you begin to speak those things for us and say them and start believing them and moving in it and doing it, you can become what God created you to become. Psalm 103, verse 5, God satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. It's, it's, the, the tongue speaks and satisfies the body when you speak forth the truths of God's Word. So Psalm 91 becomes a reality for you. Now, it's all about understanding the presence of God and getting into His presence. It's all about believing God created you for something special. 
When God created Adam and, and Adam opened his eyes and saw God for the first time, the Bible says he breathed into him, and I think that breath into him went something like this. <gasps> and he saw God. And he saw what all that God had created and what all God had made in such a perfect world and perfect way. God had created him for something, to partner up with him to do something special on earth, tend the garden and take care of things here. There, each of us has a garden of our own. I'm not talking about a physical garden, but it's our sphere of influence. Every person's sphere of influence in this room is different from every other person's sphere of influence. But in that garden, God has created you to touch lives and to see yourself as, as partnering with God to touch lives. Don't let, don't let your failures or past things hold you back. Hold on to the fact that God sees you as, as completing a work that, he's, that only He can complete through you. And through Christ, through, through joining in with Christ, walking in with Christ, you can become everything God wants you to become. I know it's, it's happened in my life. Uh, there, there's a Psalm 73. Don't turn there, but let me just share with you. In Psalm 73, the uh, person is, is having a lot of questions about life. I don't understand this. And I don't understand that. Why is this happening? Why is that happening? Oh, oh no, woe is me. And uh, Life is just a mess, and I can't figure it out. But in verse 16 and 17, he said, Then I thought how... How to understand this. It was too painful for me. Until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I understood. Then I understood. So the enemy will try to get you confused about life. The enemy will, will take you on tangents of all different kinds. But when you get into the sanctuary of God. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. When you get into the sanctuary of God. Into God's presence then you begin to understand about life. And in verse 77, verse 13, your way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as our God? God's way is in His presence. So if we'll dwell and live in the presence of God, we can become everything God wants us to become because Christ has finished the work, completely finished, that we can become. So when Jesus says it is finished, that veil in the temple was ripped open. The way into the Holy of Holies was made for every person all the time to stand in the presence of God and become everything God created you to become. It was so powerful that people got up out of graves and went into the city. Rocks, earthquakes happened. The power of Christ is so powerful in our lives. We just got to tap into it. So today I believe God wants to do something special in your life. How many of you want to understand your destiny? Sure we do. Well, here, let me, let me give it to you in a nutshell. You were created to know and enjoy God and to partner with Him to do something special that He'll show you what it is to do. Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, nor the mighty man glory in his might, nor the rich man glory in his riches, but let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth, for in these I am well pleased, says the Lord. So it's not, all about, it's not all about how smart you are. It's not about how strong you are. It's not about how much money you have. It's how well do you know the living God.
You can know God. If you seek him, you will find him. You'll find him in the sanctuary in his presence where he is. And he's anxious to reveal himself to you. So what I'd like to do this morning, I'd like to give you a gift. And that gift is the gift of understanding what God wants you to do in life. So if you'd like to come forward this morning, my wife and I would be glad to pray for you, for you to, to realize the sanctuary of God, how to get into it, how to move forward into it. Would you like to do that? Let's all stand together for a few moments here. Wonder if you'll come on up here. No, right, right here. Now, what we'd like to do today is just lay hands on you because God has revealed this truth to us. God has revealed the truth of it is finished to, to my wife and I. And some of you already are walking in that fully. I, I see it in the worship team. I see it in your pastors here. You're, you're walking in that. But others of you may need to have a, a gift of unfolding that in your life. And so what I want to do is I just want to lay hands on you and pray that God will open to you a full understanding of who you are and what he has created you to become. So if you'd like for us to pray for you, just, just bow our heads right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, show us your ways, teach us your paths, cause us to know how we should walk. And come meet with us right now, Lord. And I believe there are hungry souls in here this morning who really want to know what you want them to do. You've created them for something special. And today, Lord, they feel the call and the, the nudge of God to walk into their destiny, into the fullness of what you created them to be, what you wrote in their book about them. And Lord, I want to pray for any of those who want to know that more fully and have a release into it. So we ask you to help them to step out and come forward even now. So if you would, come on out and we'll pray for you.